1: Hey everyone, welcome to episode 140 of Teach Better Talk. I'm Ray Hewart, and as always, I am with my Monday loving friend, Jeff Gargas.
0: I like it. I like it. It's, it's a Monday as well, so that makes a lot of sense.
1: Well, you're not only Monday loving because we get to do our podcast recording, but you also love Mondays, and that's like your shtick that you always talk about because you love working and you want, you know, just like teachers, we want to be excited. To be able to, you know, relax over the weekend and then jump back into it on Monday. And while this is releasing on a Thursday, maybe people will be just really excited for the upcoming Monday.
0: Yeah. I mean, essentially, you should be excited every day or else, you know, I mean, obviously, some days are harder than others, but um, you should be excited to do whatever it is you get to do. That's my thing. And if you're not, you should go find something else to do. <laughs> That's just the reality of it. So, I love when people say they love Monday, like our guest today. So
1: he did say he loved Monday, and we're gonna get into that soon because this episode was really good, like like yes. a really good one, it's super good. But I won't lie to you, Jeff. Um, I I I really love to stay positive, and I feel like I'm a very positive person. I really enjoy my job. All those good things. I agree with but that. But I'll admit, I I do sometimes get in a funk like around this time of year. And specifically, a shout out to Illinois right now. It is gloomy and like half snowing, <laughs> half raining. It's like so, such a icky time, you know?
0: Yeah. No. Yeah. Definitely. It's like this this time of the year, this winter time is definitely. I mean, you can seriously get into a funk. The weather, especially if you're in a state that has, you know, winter weather, uh, you can get that gloominess. And you know, in Ohio, we get that same type of stuff. And yeah, it, it can be tough. It makes it a lot harder.
1: Yeah, it really does. And I just feel like. um even like the best of us could admit that we have these like ups and downs. And, um, Mm -hmm. I don't know, I, I, to be honest with you, I've tried to find so many ways to like, like, how do I get out of my funk? Right? Like, how can I not allow the weather to kind of dictate how I'm feeling? And for me, I find that like being around good people is a huge part of it. But, um, I'm excited because I like we have some really cool conferences we're going to be at within the next two weeks, and I feel like mm-hmm. that I always leave those like on this like epic high of you know sharing on topics, learning, being able to network with people. Like I don't know if you feel the same way, but that kind of rebuilds me up.
0: Yeah, I do. I think it's a, I, I think surrounding yourself with people, good people all the time, is a good idea. It's a it is. It's a really. It's a great way to to help get yourself out of a funk if you're feeling it, whether it's a winter funk or just the you know negativity is funk. Because sometimes that happens. But surrounding yourself and you can do that in a lot of ways. You can do that by reading reading books from people. You can do that by connecting on social media. You can do that by you know listening to podcasts. But I think an awesome way to do that is getting out to to events and stuff. So like we you know like you mentioned, we have some really cool conferences coming up, um, and I think you know those are yeah. It, it's I, it's hard not to leave a conference not on a high you know what i mean like because you're there you're interacting with people there are other there it's all other people who are trying to better themselves as well so like you're going to leave more positive so it's a great thing to get out so can we can we talk about some of the ones that we're going to is that where you're going with this or
1: well sure (laughs) like we can give a shout out to the conferences we're going to be at within the next two weeks but also no matter where you are Like this is a, I don't know like how to phrase this because it sounds silly, but this is really a prime time for conferences. Like there seems to be these like waves where conferences are pretty popular. It makes sense for the school year and all that stuff. And so we're kind of like in one or entering into one of those like hot times right now. So if we're not giving mm-hmm. a shout out for a conference that is around your area, my guess is there's probably one that exists. So you should probably just Google it because you'll find some for sure.
0: Yeah, I agree. That's a great call. Yeah. So
1: you're going to be in Michigan in at the end of January, right when this podcast releases.
0: Uh, yeah. Like just a couple of days after on the 27th, I'm going to be there on Monday. Uh, up in Michigan in Grand Rapids at the, uh, it's the Michigan Career Education Conference. Um, so super pumped about that. I'm doing actually doing the uh, the session that you normally do with me, which yeah. is podcasting. So I'm going to be there. Uh, I'm getting to connect with uh, some awesome people on my way up through Michigan and when I'm in Grand Rapids and stuff too. So I'm super excited to to hang out there. You're going to Chicago. The same week that you're in Chicago, I'm down in Columbus, Ohio.
1: Yeah, I'll be at the ESSA conference in Chicago February 10th and 11th doing geez like four different sessions and during like the tail end of Chicago wrapping up you're going to be in Ohio is it doing a doing a conference
0: yeah I'm down in Columbus at OETC which is the Ohio Education Tech Conference which is right down in Columbus so I'll be down there on February 11th
1: then we get to come together so yeah you can talk about Ohio for a second but then the next conference we're together at
0: yeah IdeaCon which is at the end of February
1: Yes. Uh, and
0: day. that's out in Illinois again. I actually don't know where that's at. Where they have? Where's that at? What city is that in?
1: It's in Schaumburg. So it's in like the suburbs it's of Schaumburg, Chicago. Right, yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. we are pumped about that one. We're going to be out there for a few days. And we're going to have the book out there. We're going to be doing some signing of the book and stuff like that. So the- and doing some speaking and stuff. That's going to be a lot of fun.
1: Yeah. And then actually the day after I'm doing some professional development for Kane County, which is also Chicagoland. Uh, county, which will be fun. So its a, shout out to
0: kane yeah county. Kane
1: County doing fun stuff. And actually, Caitlin Giordano is also presenting at that event as well.
0: I'm pretty sure I'm coming to Kane County. Dun, <laughs> Just saying it. I'd love to say it's for Kane County or for you, but I'm pretty sure it's because Caitlin's it's for Caitlin. Uh, and Caitlin's awesome. Yeah. So Caitlin gets a shout out as well. No, so super excited. We got a lot of good stuff going on. Uh we could keep going with the list, but let's stick it let's stay with that. That's a really good one. I want to get into this episode because uh you alluded to it. It really I mean, this was really a great episode. He really right from the start, uh Aaron just gets us going. So uh, Aaron Els is a elementary school principal at, at Hosp Elementary, uh, which is in Frisco, Texas. Uh, he's been in education for 21 years, 13 years as an administrator, um, and he loves Mondays. <laughs> that's that's my biggest thing is I love his positivity, his outlook on his on his job, and what he gets to do, and the passion that you could just feel from him the entire time uh I thought his his failure is is a has a great message in it. I love the type of culture that he is building and they are working to build in their school. And actually, what I really love I'm going to correct myself because I love that the way he talks about it. It is always we 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 never I or what I did or what I'm trying to do. It's always what we're doing, what we're building, what we're creating. And I love the focus we have there. This was a really good episode. I'm super excited for everyone. To, Take away a lot from Aaron. He talks a lot about building relationships and connecting, but the type of um, environment that they're trying to create for their kids, what they're focused on. Spoiler alert, it's not state testing, but just what they're trying to build there is just super cool. And I'm really excited for him to listen. Ray, anything you want people to grab out specifically that's coming to mind?
1: You know, specifically, I just felt like he spoke about a number of different topics that this podcast recording could have probably been two or three times longer. Than we actually had it because we know we like to be consistent for all of our listeners. But holy cow, did he dive into so much. So I just want you guys to know that as you're listening to his answers, like make sure to pop him a message. He's super responsive on Twitter. He'd be a great mentor to like dive in deeper into some of these topics he discusses. So go after it. He's a great guy.
0: And with that, let's get an episode 140 with Aaron Els.
1: Hey, everyone. It's Ray. We're going to get right back to the episode, but we have to talk about Mastery Chat real quick. Hashtag Mastery Chat is our conversation every single week over on Twitter happening Thursday nights at 7 o'clock Central, 8 o'clock Eastern. I never thought a Twitter chat could be more intense, but holy cow, do I love Mastery Chat nights. Really rich discussion, educators from across the world, and I always leave with a new idea that I'm ready to use my classroom Friday morning. Don't forget to mark your calendars for Thursday at 8 o'clock Eastern, and we will see you over on Twitter. Now, let's get back to the episode.
0: All right, we are here and we are chatting with Aaron Else. And Aaron, you and I connected on Twitter, I don't know how long ago. Then we connected, I think, via phone or maybe a video hangout. I can't remember. Um, Yeah, yeah. uh, Like this past summer, uh, Mm -hmm. we had a good conversation. We chatted. I was like, hey, you need to come on the podcast. And here we are. All right. <laughs> <laughs> so super excited to have you on, super excited to kind of dive in your head and learn about you, learn about your story. But before we go too far, man, how are you feeling right now?
2: I'm feeling great. Uh, it, uh, Mondays are always my favorite day because I get to come back to work. And so uh, this is a Monday for us. And uh, it was great to come back to work and, and get to see our kids again.
0: You know, I love that, Ray, when someone says they love Mondays. I know. I was going to say, <laughs> yeah. you
1: a Jeff Garga's line, Mondays is just yeah. too. I love it. I think anytime you're... Excited to go to work. It means you're in the right job.
2: Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. And and uh, if you're not excited coming to work with uh, amazing kids every day, then yeah, you need to rethink a little bit. Because for me, um, I get excited when Monday comes around.
1: Well, Aaron, I want to make sure our listeners get to learn all about you as you continue to share this great insight with us. Can you tell us how do you normally answer the question of what you do?
2: Yeah. that one is kind of fun because I always like seeing the reaction because usually, you know, neighbors or, or people in the community that you meet, they kind of raise an eyebrow when you say you're a school principal. Um, there is something about that that people kind of think of one way or another. Oftentimes, I find that people often hold that position in high regard. But first and foremost, I, you know, I think of myself in terms of everything I do as an optimist. I think that um you know, we're going to get the best out of everything we do every day. Um, and for me, like I said, like I was kind of saying, it's rewarding because I get to work with kids. And I get to come to work every day and uh, watch these kids grow and learn and struggle and fail and get back up again um, and, and watch them take on challenges. Um, it really makes me... You can't help but be optimistic when you're hanging around a bunch of kindergartners. Um, and so for me, you know, uh, when I tell people what I do, usually people want to know more, they want to know more about the job and really what I think about it. So, uh, it's a lot of fun. Well, I'm
0: excited right now. Cause I mean, anyone who's listening knows that when you said you love Mondays. I got super excited and you're, you continued <laughs> with the positivity and optimism and loving what you're doing. And that's such an important piece of it. So I love that. The other thing that I love doing is talking about failure. Um, and you know, I love talking about the experiences that we've had, good and bad and the way we've learned from them. So I'm hoping, Aaron, can you tell us a story? Tell us about a time in your life that you've had a failure or a challenge like that. Tell us what happened. How did you overcome that? And what'd you take away from that experience?
2: Yeah. Just like everybody else, I've failed a lot. Um, I mean, for me, my biggest failure, I think was, you know, not speaking of one instance, you know, in particular, but just being uh young and in the field and thinking I knew it all and thinking, you know, when I, I'd kind of go into professional learnings, you know, 15 years ago and think, ah, all right, you know, I'll get what I can out of this. But really, I already know all this stuff. And my biggest failure was my ego going into things. And over time, um, as you kind of experience more and go through life a little more, you kind of realize how much you don't know. And you kind of realize that you've got a lot to learn, and so over the years, I realized I really do have a lot to learn, um, and I've had some you know readings and and advisors and mentors that have changed my life um, and I realized that I was kind of my own biggest problem when I was younger, um, and I realized now that I've got to constantly be a student of my profession and constantly be seeking to grow and learn. Learn from like connecting with you on Twitter, Jeff, and just, just tapping into your knowledge. I love hearing um, what other people think and do and how they handle things because no matter what, um, I'm going to grow and learn from them. So I'm always seeking knowledge because if I can get one thing um, every day that helps me get a little bit better, then that's going to help me on the road to success. It doesn't mean I'm not going to fail again because I will. I'll fail tomorrow. But I definitely have more of a learner's mindset now than I did, you know, when I was much younger.
0: Aaron, I'm not sure if you know it or not, but you you just like completely, perfectly wrapped up the whole teach better mindset into that answer. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> loving it. I I love that. That's how I try to always look at everything that's going on in my in my world and that it's continually learning. I was the same way when I was younger as well. Always thinking, you know, so often I thought that I knew everything and had to. Yeah. Take some pretty hard falls to realize that I needed to try and learn every single day that I can, uh, which yeah. is why I now host a podcast with Ray so that I can learn every day from her. Yeah, okay. Was, okay. that sounded
1: right, pretty man. cheesy
0: by Jeff Gargis. <laughs> it didn't sound sincere. I'll try to yeah, get It, it, again it didn't sound sincere. Um, I'll, 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 do, <laughs> I'll do a voiceover on it and get very, very sincere. I'll work on it a little bit. We'll take <laughs> That'd and be great. There you go. It'd be good. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> All right Aaron now let's let's flip that around now let's talk about a successful moment you had and this can be something something big or something small but tell us what happened why was it a successful moment for you and then what did you take away from that
2: Yeah I'm glad that this is a a question that you bring up because it was funny today like we had a, a staff development today and one of the things the presenter talked about is taking time to celebrate the success you have and because we don't do it enough And certainly a lot of people outside of education don't do it enough either in terms of celebrating what we do. But my biggest success for me um, outside of my family is just that building a culture in our school that we're going to take risks. Um, We, you know, we do fine in terms of state assessments. That's great. But we don't focus on it. We focus on getting our students to grow. We focus on meeting the social and emotional needs of our students every day uh, celebrating girls, having fun, celebrating life. Um, we know the results will, will follow when the students are in a place where they feel safe, they feel welcome. They feel like it's a second home. They feel like they have family. Um, that's kind of part of the reason we kind of move towards the house system at our school. We just feel like the success of academics will take care of themselves. If we get kids to get out of bed in the morning and say, I can't wait to go to school today." Um, And they come home sharing stories about all the great things that happened. Um, And so for me, because we built that culture here, um, that we're going to do that. We're going to take risks. Um, Early on, we we told our staff that I gave them a lot of freedom. I said, you can make any decision you want if you feel it's going to help kids. Um, So we just tell them, go create, do. Um, Don't worry about um, anything. If you're acting in the best interest or you're going to try something to help kids, you're doing the right thing
1: gosh aaron you talked uh you spoke on so many different things that i so wholeheartedly believe in but i want you to elaborate more if if that's okay you mentioned a lot of different wow. pieces one that i specifically identified with was obviously we talked about this before the recording started the house system that you guys use uh tell us a little more about that
2: yeah um so we do the house system which uh you know a lot of that kind of originates from ron clark the ron clark academy in atlanta I got to go see him last spring. It's something though that we've kind of talked about doing for a, a while. The reason, if, if you're not familiar with it, um, for us, the way we have set up our house system and, and other schools do it differently. But for us, instead of like your typical hallway being kindergarten, first grade, whatever, every hallway here at our school is K through five. And then we're split up into three different houses here. And the reason we did that, is that we wanted kids to have relationships K through five and we wanted teachers to be invested in those students K through five in that house. And so they know those kids the whole time because for the most part our kids stay in the same house all the way through. And so those teachers are always going to know them. And along along the way we tell them you need to be fully invested. So if you're a fifth grade teacher and that kid owes in kindergarten, that kid's yours too. And you need to be fully invested in getting to know that student, building a relationship with that student, because we all know, you know, it all starts with relationships, but making sure too, along the way, those kids are developing a bond in a family type atmosphere. And it's gone over well because they see our parents see it in the community. They see kids that when they have kind of hangouts or hanging out with a buddy, it may be I'm a fifth grader and I'm hanging out with a third grader or a second grader. Or uh, I now have relationships with the kids in the neighborhood that I wouldn't otherwise get to do. They still have a lot of time for, you know, uh, learning and and time spent with their peers. But they also get a lot of opportunity to work with kids across grade level um, because they're learning standards spiral. And so what they're learning in first grade, they're going to learn in fifth grade just at a deeper level. And so um, it's a great opportunity for our kids to teach and learn from each other.
1: Wow, I love that. I mean, obviously, that is something that has continued to resonate with schools across the country. You know, um, Ron Clark Academy is doing great work in that space. But it's always so exciting for me when I see that idea then duplicated in another school because, you know, you add your own, you know, flair. and, And I mean, even just the way you described it then, you guys have put so much focus on that. Um you know, really being important and valuable for the students. I I just could listen to it all day.
2: Yeah, yeah. It it gets me excited and seeing it in action uh, is a lot of fun too because it does become, you know, such a family type atmosphere.
1: So I have to know, Aaron, with everything that you're involved in right now, all the work that you're, you know, working on in your school building or even just the work that you're doing outside of being a principal, what's exciting you right now? What's fueling your fire and keeping you, you know, Really in, invested in education?
2: I just love the way that education's headed. I mean, I think that, I think for a lot of, in a lot of different ways, you know, education gets a bad kind of stigmatism around it for whatever reason. Um, you know, we have so many critics. Um, everyone that thinks they went to school in one way or another says, well, I understand because I went to school, not knowing how much. It's changed over time and just seeing the way we're going. When I, it, Twitter for me has been huge because I get to see what's going on around the globe with education. And what I see, uh, I can't help but get exciting because we're creating problem solvers. Um, we're teaching kids grit. We're teaching kids that failure is okay. We're teaching kids that mindset is important. You know, We're focusing more on social and emotional needs. We're getting kids to think just globally and not just locally. When we're talking about solving problems... These are real-world problems that we're talking about in the classroom. You know, it's no longer skill and drill. It's more about problem-solving, and creativity, and, and collaborative processes that kids are going to have to understand, and kids are going to have to understand that global mindset. Because we all know somebody or many that work for companies that they fly over the world, and they work with people around the globe, and they've got to understand culture, and they've got to understand tradition. And they've got to understand you know, how, what something needs in one country or one culture and be able to work and problem solve with people from around the globe. And to me, we're building that with our kids now. And when we think about the, the problems in the world today, um, you know, and people kind of get down about problems, I get excited because I, I keep thinking, these kids, this generation of kids that we're working with, they're gonna fix a lot of those problems. they're gonna solve a lot of those problems, and it gets me fired up,
1: man, Aaron. I feel like I could talk to you all day. There are so many things every single time I ask you a question, I'm like, oh my gosh, that is so aligned to my belief, but also just so exciting. like I'm excited hearing about what is exciting you. I just think that's so cool. um you know our fifth question i I guess. Is always something I love to ask administrators, not to like put you in a bubble, but this is always a good one and it has to do with advice. So if you were, um, you know, speaking to a new teacher or maybe even a teacher that has been teaching for a very long time and loves what they're doing and they're really trying to continue in this progressive mindset, you know, you just touched on so many things that are changing in the world of education and you've then reflected on. The things that need to be adapted to really prepare those students. So, what advice do our teachers need to, you know, keep continue to reach their students more deeply?
2: Yeah, I would say don't be twenty three year old me. Uh, Don't don't come in with uh, with you. You got to ask a lot of questions. You got you have to seek out the answers. I always tell our teachers, especially young teachers, when I hire them, your goal is to become the expert in your field. Your goal is to view yourself as an expert in your field and that does require some extra work. So I always tell them about a, a rule I have of like a 20 minute rule. If you spend 20 minutes a day, just 20 minutes, reading, reading a blog, watching a YouTube, you know, vlogger that you follow, you know, reading a book, something related to your profession to make yourself better, every day if you do 20 minutes you know, down the road, you are going to be that expert that your kids need um, and that your parents expect you to be. And to be honest, it's what they deserve. Every every kid deserves uh, a teacher in their classroom that's an expert in their field, that's well-read, that's up on the latest and greatest and is willing to take risks um, to to hopefully propel their education forward. And so, that's what I would tell them. Just constantly be seeking the knowledge, be seeking the learning to better yourself. And everybody's got 20 minutes a day. Everyone does. Um, you got 20 minutes somewhere. And I know you do because um, when I, I, I kind of call teachers out on it sometimes, if they come in and they watch, or, you know, they they sit down to Netflix and they binge on a series and they're coming in and talk about it, I'm like, you had 20 minutes. <laughs> you could have you spent 20 minutes there and, and read a little bit or watched a little bit and, and to kind of help yourself grow.
0: It's all about that pri- priorities and getting it set. It's I I, yeah. I love the twenty minutes a day yeah. of reading. It's interesting. I'm doing something that's called the seventy five hard challenge. There's a, there's a bunch of different pieces to it, but one of the pieces is actually to just read ten pages a day. Uh, but the the catch to that yeah. is that yeah. he he really focuses on ten uh, pages of actively reading, which means taking notes, taking something from it, and actually right. trying to put it in action. Yeah, and it's been super powerful for me over the last three weeks here. Uh, so if you can add right. twenty day twenty minutes a day of reading, um, I mean, you can do that in a lot of different ways. I think even yeah. if that's even if that's reading, if you're someone who's more auditory and you want to do podcasts, doing something to twenty minutes a day—that's awesome. I love that advice.
2: Well, yeah, and just to kind of piggyback on that, and it's it's kind of like I heard someone say, you know, how can you be a writing teacher and not write if you're not writing a blog or if you're not writing stories? How can you be a scientist and not be reading science, you know, scientific magazines or or staying in tune what's what's going on related to the science world? And so you have to be that it kind of goes back to being the expert that that your kids deserve.
1: I love this kids deserve it mentality. You know yes. that I think that's, that's good. That's good.
2: Loving it. Yeah.
0: All right. So let's have some fun now. We're going to do the next six questions. And your goal
2: is to answer each one in 15 seconds or less. You ready to go? Okay. All right. I'm going to try. All right. What is one ed tech tool you cannot live without? Uh, for me, it's Twitter. I'm on it all the time. I learn so much on Twitter. Uh, to me, it's changed uh, what I do tremendously. Uh, give us a book that you're reading right now. I'm reading Call Sign uh, Chaos by General Mattis. And it's uh, I've kind of dove into that a little bit. Jocko Willink got me kind of thinking that mindset uh, with his books, and uh, it's been eye-opening to, to read about other leaders. Uh, who do we need to follow on Twitter or Instagram today? Uh, I'm just a big Twitter guy, Trevor Reagan, if you haven't checked him out. Uh, his his learner lab stuff is amazing. You need to go see what he's talking about with Jungle Tiger. Uh, an old classmate of mine from high school, Martina Wagner, is doing tremendous work with ELL learners up in Minnesota. And then my colleague, uh, John Eric Zaire, Z Learn More, uh, Mr. Z's principal at a high school here, and he's awesome. Uh,
0: let's see. Give us a good YouTube channel or website for educators.
2: Uh, for me, YouTube, I, every day I get up and watch it. Daily Stoic by uh, Ryan Holiday. He wrote three great books. Uh, he, wrote a, he wrote a number of great books, but Obstacle is the Way, Ego is the Enemy, and Stillness is the Key. All deal with with him, and everybody can learn from it.
0: Give us a daily, weekly, or monthly routine every teacher should get into.
2: Journaling, I think, is huge just because at the end of the day, if you kind of are journaling throughout and you take a minute to reflect, it's just amazing what you can learn from yourself if you just take a moment to reflect upon what you did and how you handle things. So true.
0: Uh, And lastly, give us the best piece of advice you've ever received.
2: That goes to my mom. She always, and I I used to say it was corny. She had all the cliches, right? Moms always do. And she said, and I joked and I said, no more cliches, mom. I'm tired of it. I I don't want to hear anymore. And she just said, the secret to life is in cliches. Just listen to them. So it took me a while to get that, but it sunk in after a while. And and I'm glad I I listened to that.
1: I like that one.
0: Me too.
2: Yeah. Man,
1: is that trophy worthy, Jeff?
0: I think <laughs> I think this entire episode has been trophy worthy. It uh,
1: really has been Aaron. This is like
0: super yeah.
2: trophy.
0: right, he started with I love Mondays. I mean like from that moment on I've been like game on like where are all my trophies?
1: Seriously, it's <laughs> totally true. If there was a trophy for like best intro, you might have won it right then and there.
2: <laughs> oh, I'll take it. Yeah. I'll take it. I love it.
1: That's awesome. <laughs> Well, Aaron, I want to make sure everyone connects with you because while this episode's been great, you actually share out amazing content always. And I want people to connect with you on Twitter and through everything else that you're doing, including your school, which seems to be doing a lot of amazing stuff. Would you mind kind of sharing how people can stay connected?
2: way is just Twitter, just at Principal Else, E-L-S ss in Sam E, like who else, what else. Uh, I'm on there a lot. I love sharing our story. I love uh, celebrating what we're doing. Um, I, you know, you'll. know, I'm on pretty active on there. So uh, that's the best place to find me.
0: Awesome. And you know you can
2: find everything we talked about, all the resources and everything in this
0: episode over at teachbetter.com, in the show notes, as well as the, the links to make sure you can connect with Aaron to keep the conversation going. So head over to teachbetter.com for all of that. Be sure to hit subscribe so you don't miss any upcoming episodes. And if you can give us a rating and a review, we'd really appreciate that as well. Let's keep taking this one step further. Think of just three of your colleagues who need to hear these amazing stories and share this podcast with them. Aaron, this was awesome, man. Really uh, just a great episode. I'm so glad that we connected via Twitter and we were like, hey, let's go jump on a call. We had a great call. I think you were just getting ready to get in like your first meeting with your teachers at the time. Yeah, and yeah, we've stayed right. in contact, got you on the podcast. Super excited for everyone to hear this. Just really appreciate your time, your insight and your awesomeness, man. Thank you.
2: Hey, thank you both, Ray Jeff. You guys are inspiring and... And I love seeing what you guys are up to and, and listening to the podcast and checking out your websites, it's just packed full of awesome stuff. And uh, I can't thank you enough for what you all are doing for education.
0: We appreciate that a whole lot. And until next time, let's get out there and let's teach better.